Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Chuck and I back from a week off and ready to give you our top 10 movies from 10 years ago. We haven't done this in a while. We're going to visit the year 2011 and go through our top 10 films from that year. Decent year, uh, a bit top heavy. The, the great were really great. The, the There were a lot of bad movies in the year 2011. We'll talk more about it a little bit later on. Uh, Chuck and I will talk some new movie news as well. Uh, and uh, I got a chance to see a couple of flicks that came out over the last uh, couple of weeks. And uh, the big news, though, is the Spider-Man trailer we really want to talk about. So let's bring him in right now. Uh, Chuck, did you have a good weekend off? I did. And uh, I just, you know, realized when I was going on the air with you, 2011 wasn't exactly like 1976 in the movies, you know? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't it's even- really it's really interesting as as time goes by how the amount of movies that we, you know, we, we, we would define as using the word having a, le- a long-term legacy where people will be watching in, you know, 25, 30 years. It's a very different animal. Well, I think looking at my list, yeah, as far as legacy goes, mm. I, think th- I think there's maybe two. Maybe. Maybe two, and we'll talk more about it, and I'll let and, you know. And what- what's fun about doing this is I always, you know, movies that initially came out that sometimes you like, and you like, I mean, you like, they're good, but you realize like, you know, 10 years later. Yeah. They're really I mean, good. Or, yeah. or you watch them, you know, it's a movie you'd watch or recommend that that does, that does, uh, that does happen. And it's a movie that you like for, there's a couple on this list. I forgot about and I revisit. And I haven't seen in a while that are actually pretty darn good, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But Chuck, you know, hopefully we can score more points with these movies than the Mets do. Uh, <laughs> Hitting. Holy smoke. Yeah, there was there's definitely more hits in 2011 than the Mets are getting. I'll, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you that. Right. Um, before I talk about reminiscence, which I got a chance to see on HBO Max, which I'm not going to spend too much time on because it's a swing and a miss. Let's talk about the Spider-Man trailer. Uh, no Way Home, uh, which was a big, you know, talking. I think it was the most streamed trailer of all time. Ever. It was, I think, in 24 hours, 355 million views worldwide. In 24 hours, the second uh, best to that was uh, the Avengers Endgame, which had like 265 million in 24 hours. I think they said, I don't know how they know this, but well, I, they, I know how they know it. Uh, over 5 million people talked about that trailer uh, on their social media feeds the next day. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, and, and I mean, it's a good trailer. I mean, it's, it's a good trailer. Listen to me. I, I think. The concept of what they're doing, and they're, see, they're doing that in the Spider-Man, which we talked about before. They're doing that in, in this Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Right. And they're doing it in the Flashpoint movie over at Warner Brothers DC. So you're right. going to have multiple, let's just get it, you're going to have multiple, uh, two Batmans in the Flashpoint movie, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck in different timelines, right? With the Flash altering the timeline. I just think on a piece of paper, because I obviously we haven't seen the finished project, product, it works better in the Spider-Man universe, just on a piece of paper in my mind's eye. Well, especially it, coming off of la- what a few years ago when they did the Spider-Verse, uh, the animated movie, which is basically plays off of that, which done yeah, really, exactly. really good. Now, if you, if you, you, I know you like the Christian Bale trilogy, right? I love it. Yeah. Chris Nolan. All right. Yeah. You know, somebody told me when we were watching The Dark Knight that we'd have a, a year where there'd be a Batman 
uh, or a Flash movie with alternative timeline with two Batmans, I would go, uh, I don't want to see that, right? I would go, no, 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 no. I, right. I just want my, I just give me some Bruce Wayne in Gotham City and give me some Joker. I don't need alternative Batman. You know, I don't need alternative timeline multiverse. Now, in Spider-Man, at the end of that trailer, when you saw a you, you reference to the Green Goblin, yeah. first you saw a reference to the Green Goblin, which I mm-hmm. heard rumors it's going to be William Defoe, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see Alfred Molina saying, hey, hello, Peter, as yeah. Doc Ock. It's great. That's pretty cool, Mike. It was pretty Listen, cool. Listen, if there's one movie that's going to get people back in the theaters, it's going to be it. I mean, I'm yeah. talking about massively back in the theaters. Who's not going to want to see that movie? Of course. And and by the way, it does say in December on it. So it says in December. So they're, they're keeping their fingers crossed. Well, you, we'll see with the uh, with the whole Delta variant. We'll see where we are. What is that Delta variant? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not the airline. I can tell you that much. And no, I mean, it's 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 um, I will say Tom Holland's. I wonder where he goes after this one, Chuck, because he, to me, he might he might be maturing a little bit too. Quickly. I think they're going to make I think they said they're going to make a couple more with him. Well, but, you know, I like him a lot. He's perfect for it. I just think I he might just get me. He might out age the old the role. Now, you know? now obviously, they didn't show because they're not going to show it if it's accurate. And I know it's going to be accurate. Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire sure. as Peter Parker, Spider-Man in this, you know, in these multiverses in the same film. Right. That's going to bring Mike. That's this this stuff in this movie is going to bring the house down. No, it should. Yeah. Um, and, and considering the reaction to the to the uh, cameo in Free Guy that I saw. This is going to be more than just a cameo. I think audiences are just craving for something to cheer at the movies at. There's there's no doubt about that, Chuck. And just to be able to go there. And I know there was some stills uh, rolling around the Internet, too, of, of the three of them side by side. You could who could tell if it's photoshopped or not. But there was an image that was making the rounds right around the same time. The trailers. But there is no sight of the three of them in the trailer itself. But, you know, Marissa Tomei and everybody's there. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be cool? I just popped in my head wouldn't it be cool if danny devito's penguin made an appearance in uh flashpoint i i, I like i mean it, you'd like it. I mean, I guess Nichol- one. Nich- nicholson nicholson's not gonna happen because no that's not gonna you know happen. but danny basinger could happen yeah i mean danny devito's still very functional i mean it could let's let's do it well the star of the second one christopher walken could come back man it was his movie. you know what i i was gonna touch on this on our last show i was reading that danny devito is developing he's he's um He's going to contribute to a comic series yeah, and write this. a storyline of the yeah. Penguin. Yeah. So it goes to show you, he obviously is very fond of what he did in Batman Returns. And he should be because I got to tell you, talk about how, you know, wine ages better over time. Please wrap he's, this up. Wrap it up. He's wrap. damn good in that movie. No, Mike. He's, no he's yes, not. he is. No, it's not a good. Role. Really? A terrible movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's yeah, a really no, no. good. Movie. No, 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 no. It's bad. But does you're Michael completely Keaton wrong. Even, is he is he in that movie? Yeah, I don't he's remember in it. I love he that. Is? I I actually got as we speak at my ice cream parlor. Batman Returns is playing right now. Wow, on, I look on at my that. 65 inch 4K uh, and standing, people and, they, and the people, listen to me and the people eating their cookie monster and mint chip are mesmerized to that screen. Well, that's, it's a uh, damn good movie, not a good, a bad movie. Come on. Yeah, it's bad. No. Um, but I'm glad you liked it. Uh, that's I love one. it. I love it. Speaking of bad movies, Chuck, I got a chance to see Reminiscence with uh, with uh, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh so Jackman. Bad, huh? Yeah, HBO Why? Max. Tell me. 
Well, it's a great setting uh, post uh, uh, global warming event in Miami and uh, mm-hmm. some really good visuals. They pop they plop these characters in a great setting. However, all the characters are boring. The dialogue's awful and the and the mystery behind what's going on is is slow. Is it, is it confusing? It's not confusing. It's just slow. You're very uninterested. And you just get to the point of this time travel uh, look in the past of people's remnant. I mean, it's just convoluted. It's silly. And, and, you know, how people would be able to see into somebody else's mind to see their dreams and their reminiscences. Just the only good thing is uh, Rebecca Ferguson's good in it. She's very attractive and she lights up the screen. It's interesting. He was in uh, Greatest Showman with her, right? Yeah. And and uh, there's really not much chemistry between the two of them. Uh, And I like him. But he's so. just he's meandering through this movie, Chuck. It's just a boring storyline in a really? good Would setting. it have been better with Danny DeVito? <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but it it, it it made no waves. And I, okay. I apologize for the pun. Uh, nobody, nobody really watched. And I, I wonder if how much people really watch it on HBO Max for that matter. Now, I did hear Candyman's doing pretty well for this weekend, Chuck. And I'm a little surprised by that. I heard of a, a figure of $20 million over this weekend. I did not think it would make that would be weekend. solid. I, I was expecting, OK, it'll probably do 10. Sort of like don't breathe, too. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. 20. Which goes to show you the Jordan Peele attached name. Yeah, that helps. One of these projects. It, obviously, it helps. Well, the original always did better than I thought it should have anyway. And, and the series did had more legs than I thought it should. I mean, it's kind of a one note slasher movie. It, there's not really much to it, but. Um, it's good to see uh, people going to the theaters. I don't know if it's any good. I would say this. I would say this much. The Delta variant might be scary, and I don't deny that. But it is not where where movies started to get to after the after the pandemic, where it built a little momentum. It hasn't hurt the momentum. No, it may not have increased the momentum, but it has not hurt the momentum. And that has to be construed as as a it's a positive. It is. But I will say that, you know, you're going to get a Marvel movie next week in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I don't know how many people are interested in that, but it looks actually decent. After yeah. that, you're sitting on your hands until, you know, no time to die October 8th, which I did hear is going to get some festival release this weekend. So it looks like if that happens, Chuck, if they're going to release it in festivals, they got, they're going to they got to hold that release date. Yeah, they're going to have to hold that release date. So then you're going to start seeing the Halloween kills and the Venom twos and then the dunes and all that stuff come out after it. And maybe um, I could see I could see I, I could see Venom get it pushed to, to summer I, or, or March. I, I could that won't surprise me because they kicked it forward a month. Right. So I could yeah. see that from what I read in the trades. MGM Universal, then they don't have they, not that they don't have it, but they don't have the money to waste on another marketing campaign if they hold Bond back. I mean, if they if they kick right. it to to March or April, whatever they want to do, it's just uh, it, it starts to become counterproductive. It's not an easy road here because you're talking about a movie that has to make nine hundred million dollars to break even. Now it is production and marketing. Uh, it's a lot. Of, it's that's worldwide. That That is a lot of money. And I, would I also read another stat. Disney. Well, the last time we did the show, Disney released a stat that said Black Widow has done $125 million in streaming dollars worldwide. I got to tell you, Mike, it's done. I think it did. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. It's not an exact number, but it's done around 300 and 
60 million in, in theatrical take worldwide box office, right? Right. So 125 million streaming, which they, they net 85% of it worldwide. I got to tell you, it's not a great number. I, it doesn't sound great. To it's me, not. No. Listen, this is an experiment that's that they can afford to take with COVID and at the theater's expense because they've been uh, they've been kneecapped basically. But having said that, that's proof to me that there is absolutely no way you could produce movies for two hundred plus million dollars and think they're going to make their money back in su- substantial profit on streaming. They're not gonna. They're, the the market is this. People will stream, but they. They need the theatrical. They need theaters, worldwide yes. theaters. They have to. It is, it, it is an absolute. There is no other model that will work for movies two hundred million dollars plus unless you have theaters open. Absolutely, Absolutely. one hundred twenty-five million dollars worldwide streaming for Black Widow. You think that's a good number? I don't think no. that's a good number. Not it's at all. Not a good not number. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, and uh, but you know, I mean, they'll take it. Don't get me wrong. They're going to take it. Is it, but it's, it's, it's not it's not the equivalent let of me Black ask, Widow doing a billion and a half worldwide if things were completely normal. Let me ask you this. Yeah, good. Let's say things were completely normal. Is yeah. this fragment of the franchise strong enough to pull in that kind of money anyway? Would this have made that much money in a normal year with that character, her? Black In Widow role. I still yeah. think it, I think it, I think it makes uh, eight, I think it makes 800 million worldwide, not 350. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it could make more. I don't know. It could make less. I, I guess my point is, I don't know on its legs alone. It, you know, if it was I, Captain I, I would, America, I would, I would tell you one thing. Warner Brothers has talked to AMC, right? And they, they've agreed in 2022 to have a 45 day window. Right. right. So all Warner Brothers movies are going to play exclusively in theaters for at least 45 days. And then they have the option to stream it or hold it in the theaters, depending on how the movie's doing the legs. Right. Correct. The only studio I could see throwing a monkey in a wrench and playing. I don't want to use the word bully, but saying, hey, we're all powerful and we're going to create our own rules and you're going to follow us. is Disney. Right. right, right. So uh, the, the 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 counteraction of the theaters against Disney and how they're going to react to what Disney wants to do versus what they need to do. That's going to be an interesting battle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. It's going to play out in front of all of us, and we're going to find out what happens in the long run. Uh, Chuck, did you get a chance to see anything else of interest in the last couple of weeks that you wanted to bring up? Yeah. Only thing is I saw the premiere episode of the walking dead. I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm excited about this season, whether other people are or not. I still think it's a high quality show. It's eroded in viewership. Because it's been on the air so long, and that's just the way it is. Uh, season eleven. Right. Uh, other than that, in my I, I, HBO Max added San Andreas, so I've been playing that almost daily on my sixty-five inch four K here at the ice cream parlor. And I got to tell you, it's my favorite Dwayne Johnson movie, hands down. Wow. It just is. Yeah, it oh, is. That's that's. And the, and the and the patrons seem to they love it, Mike. They just they have an extra ice cream after you know during it. So Do it's most all good. people. Do most people look at it and say, what the hell movie is this? I didn't even know it existed. No, no, I think they I think they know Dwayne Johnson and they're, yeah, they're I understand they're, that. But and, they, the, I and, think, the, and the college and the young college guys are glued to a- a- Alexandria Dodorio. Let me tell so, you this, um, because what? my daughter watched the preview for it last night. She goes, is this new? I said, yeah, no, this really. came out. You must have you probably just missed 
you weren't old, quite old enough to see this in the theaters. My point, I don't know if people are just as aware of. Oh, I just want to bring up one, movie. one other thing. I, but I guess uh, you want to move on I, to another I, I, subject right no. now. So I'll just let you talk. Yeah. And, and you go well, from there. Well, let me talk because this is a good one. I told okay. you last time we spoke that the, uh, I'm in East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. So I, I I got the East Strasburg Warriors, a football team, to come down on my ice cream parlor. And then surprise, it was a surprise to them. They knew that day of that they were going to see a movie. They didn't know what movie. So I brought him to the theater, which is right up the walkway. And we screened Rudy from 93. Right. Uh, with coaches and players, it was over 100 people. I got up on stage and I couldn't help it because the energy was good. 100 plus people in the theater. I haven't had that in over a year and a half since we mm-hmm. did It's a Wonderful Life a year and a half ago at Christmas time. And I, I couldn't help myself. I gave a 10 minute plus speech. Wow. Motivational. And and it did you, was. Did you stand up on a chair and do the Newt Rockney speech while you were at it? <laughs> no, but I stood up on a stage. And what I did is I, I, I told them and it was very heartfelt. I told them how I arrived on Crystal Street in East Strasburg. And that is inspirational, my, by the way. My, how I basically I can't. This I had is, no, the, I this had is the success story I, we all need to hear right now. <laughs> Listen to me. I, <laughs> this should I get not, everybody motivated. To I told him I had nothing. Couches. I had something. I had nothing. I'm rebuilding my. Listen, they were glued. You couldn't hear a pin drop in that theater. Oh, my God. And, then and I, listen, I, I, I and I told him, listen, I told him, listen, I'm not a narcissist, although I act like one 23 hours and 55 minutes a day. Yeah. I do take five minutes to reflect, yeah. but it was really good. They were probably hoping for that five minutes during that speech that you would reflect <laughs> on it. Um, good pick, by the way, by the, uh, no, and the l- listen, I, I didn't realize one thing, two things, 17 of these players, out of the, uh, they never saw They never been in a movie theater one time in their entire life. Never been in a movie theater. 17 of them. What do you make of that one? That is scary. Actually, that, that was that like, is not was good like, for our seriously? podcast. That is I was 17. Like, really never seen a movie. I mean, but in, in I the was theater? watching it in the theater sitting. I was in the back standing, watching, ob- observing their behavior. A lot of them on their phones. Yeah. Their attention span can't hold two hours. Like no. They did love the movie, but they cannot sit there and just have their eyes glued to a screen for two hours. I can tell you that. That's a problem. There's no doubt about it. It is definitely yeah. a problem. And that's just the way it is. This generation, and right? That's another thing. Uh, you know, movie makers don't care once they got your money. But that uh, is but, another... but, it, but it is it is. Uh, I don't want to use. I don't know what word to use. It's it's very different than me and you when we yep. grew up watching movies. And yep. I always tell people. You know, I was raised I was raised watching movie heroes and uh, it, it's, you know, mo- movies in a lot of ways. And you'll agree you too. it. You know, it, it has shaped us as, as uh, it has shaped our psyche or sure. as, as who we are as people. Sure. I mean, when I'm in a situation, I'm Reverend Scott. I'm sure you're Indiana Jones, but. Well, yeah, uh, when, uh, you know, but like like when my you need, atten- when you need when more milk in the smoothie machine, it, it's yeah. like you hanging. It's like hanging from the. You know, the, the at the bottom of the boat. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> ship. It's not a boat. Ship. Sorry. Poseidon. And, and can we move on my... now? Uh, any more motivational speeches? <laughs> no, but but you know, I and I want, and I purposely I just say when I watch a movie, I don't speak. I Good. watch it because to me, it's an art form and I respect it. So I listen and observe. It's the beginning to end. And then I give my opinion when it's over. And then if the movie's really good, I want to watch it again. And then we do a podcast about it. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, I purposely left Carla Gugino off the off of uh, 
of a fast five because I, I wanted to avoid bringing up San Andreas. It's so. her birthday? This weekend it is. How old yeah. is she? I don't know. I it's not on my screen right now. So all right, okay. Probably the same age as me, I would think. 50, 51, somewhere in that area. Mm. Uh, but Elliot Gould, Chuck, is yeah. older than that. He is uh 80, 83 years old this weekend, and a lot of roles. I mean, he I mean, for some reason he was a movie star and a leading man in the mid-70s. He was. Uh it's he, really interesting who becomes a leading man. Listen, he was is very well known for the movie Mash, right? Yep. Yep. I got to tell you, I like his role a lot uh, when he was uh, he played. Um, he was on Ray Sharkey on HBO on a Showtime with Liv Shriver. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, he was. He, he played a character that Shriver's uh, that he always had to sort of bail out. Um, I think he's really good on that show. He's, he's always good. good. He's, he's, he's done a lot of good stuff. But, uh, you know, it's interesting when you say that because uh, on HBO Max, I was watching some of Westworld the other day. And right. I was like, I said to my daughter, who's 15, I said, um, I said, uh, this guy, this lead actor's name is Richard Benjamin. And he, he's, he's a star of this movie. And I said, I, I don't think if they remade Westworld as it was, is, you know, the movie version now, uh, that same exact script, I don't think you'd see an actor like Richard Benjamin as the lead. No. You no, know, because no. he was probably in it like 40 when he did that, 30, yeah. 38, something like that. And he, you know, it's not exactly DiCaprio at 25. You know, it's a very different uh, psychology the way movies are cast now. Yep. I think he was awesome in it, though. Um, Elliot Gould, I liked in Capricorn One. That's where okay. I what I would bring up. Right. Uh, one of my favorites. How about uh, Rebecca De Mornay, Chuck, who is uh, 62 years old this weekend, m- most famously jumped on the screen in Risky Business. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd have to go with that. It's interesting. She did a horror movie remake called Mother's Day. I think it's pretty damn scary. Yeah, she was good in that. I liked um, her in A Hand Rocks the Cradle, too. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, was a, a big hit. That, listen, that was a real her and Anna, Annabelle, uh, Annabella Shiora. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Feeling her. good when they made that movie. That movie's yeah. a big hit. Yep, it was a big hit. And uh, and she was also good in Runaway Train, although she was yeah. almost unrecognizable in that film. How about David Fincher, Chuck, one of the great directors out there? Who I most recently I just watched uh, the game again, which I really love that movie. He's 59 okay. years old. Of course, that Michael Douglas movie I like a lot. I wouldn't pick it as my favorite David Fincher movie, um, but uh, I mean the Seven's got to be the best. But yeah, Social Gone Network's Girl, directed. Oh, so listen, I would go with Seven and Social Network. Yeah, and and you I know recently- Alien. Listen, Alien Three. It, 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 it was was that his first theatrical movie? Pretty much. I think yeah. it was okay. I always felt Alien 3 was an interesting movie on its own, but the problem with that movie, and the director's cut's even better, but the problem with that film is Aliens, Cameron's Aliens is such a masterpiece. Yeah. It's such, there is no bar higher. Here's a, I always say, when they, they, re, they keep regurgitating Predator and Aliens, the bar's so high in Aliens, you cannot make a better movie. There will never be a better Alien movie than Aliens. It is so. the pinnacle. It is a man. It's the Godfather two of Alien movies. So there's nowhere else to go but down. Yeah, and a lot of people are probably wondering. I mean, there are a million fans of Fight Club. You can't Club. kill off. You can't kill off. But, new, all right, let's and, move and make on. Fans happy. Fight Club. Fight Club's yeah. great. People love yeah. that. Panic yeah, Room's I agree. Good. Zodiac's really good. Um, even Gone Girl. I mean, I like that movie, too, despite its flaws. Zodiac's very underrated. No, Zodiac is extremely underrated. I think what hurts that movie is it never got solved. So it's you get great performances. I know True. a lot of people 
a lot of people are uh, bipolar on Creer's case of Benjamin Button. Um, it's okay. But boy, oh boy, the social I don't like net- that one. That's boring to me. The social network should have won Best Picture in 2000. I agree 100%. Great, great 100%. Movie. That I agree with. Great, great movie. All right, let's talk about Jack Black. I mean, it might be relatively easy. Oh, He's it's easy. School of Rock. Old. Yeah, School of school, Rock. School of Rock is his back to future. Uh, I mean, uh, back to school. Yeah, that's his is. back to school. Rodney Dangerfield back to school. That's his iconic movie. Did he get hurt by that movie coming out so early in his career? I, I still think he's had a very good career. Um, you know, it's interesting when he pops up like in a su- little supporting role in, in the Day of the Jackal remake, right? With right. Bruce Willis. Yeah, he's in a lot and, of uh, movies. Yeah, yeah. What early. do you think about his casting in, in Peter Jackson's King Kong? It was okay. I mean, he's all right. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked him in the kids' movies he's been doing lately, like the Goosebumps movies. Yeah, he's good in. He's listen, I like Jack Black a lot. Jumanji's, he's been good in both of them. Uh, but, but yeah, school but School of Rock is a, is, a, is a four star out of four stars. It's a 10 out of 10. I and love last, that film. Love last it. but not least, yeah. an interesting actor and an interesting career. He's got a couple signature roles. Um, Daniel Stern is 64 years old. Now, before you jump ahead, I mean, just let's look at his career. Obviously, he was the voice of the Wonder Years, right? All those years. Yeah. yeah. But Home Alone, City yeah. Slickers, Breaking yeah. Away. Um, and of course, Blue Thunder. He's really good. into. I mean, he's he's had some he's a very recognizable actor, maybe a very underrated career. I, I, I you know, I love City Slickers and I you, and you do, too. And Home Alone one and two, we love. Blue Thunder, we love. But I, that's what I mean. It's like it's hard to pick one and breaking away, which is his first movie. He's yeah, so good that, was, that, that was 77, right? Yeah, 79. That was, that was his first starring wow. role, actually. Yeah. Um, but I remember really being visibly upset when he dies in Blue Thunder. And um, you know I know rem- why? I re- because it, go- it almost goes against the tone of that movie. Yeah. That, yeah. That is, you know, like I, I told you when you told me you were watching it with your daughter. And I watched didn't it. Watch that. On, was, that was not yeah, with okay. Bella. She didn't watch I it. I watched it on Tubi uh, no. the other day after you told me about it again. Uh, movie's awesome, but when 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 that when they break his fingers, oh, it's like it's hard yeah, to watch, man. It is. It is hard. And, to and watch. his death is shocking. It's like really, I didn't like you. Don't, well, plus it looks like he's going to get away too. And yeah, and and, and uh, he's a very. But it goes to show you it, that 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 scene was necessary because it showed you how evil those bad people were. What yeah, they're and, willing to do. And you so also it raises the stakes right. pretty high. It raises the stakes because you never yeah, maybe Andy Clark's going to die. Maybe, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. And right. John Bannon was a pretty damn good director because that movie is beautifully shot. I love War Blue Games. Is one of my favorite movies. Of yeah. War, and he did that one. He's a, he's a great director. He directed well, Sad Night Fever, right? Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, so Daniel Stern, a, a very good character actor who did some good work. I mean, he directed uh, he directed that baseball movie, too, with the kid that throws the. Rookie of the year. He directed that movie, too. Yeah, he did. But when that spider gets put on his face in the original Home Alone, that's the biggest laugh of the movie, Chuck. Yeah, it is. It's the biggest laugh of the movie. And he he needs credit for that. All right. Let's go back to 2011. And to show you how lukewarm this year was, this is the year of the artist, by the way. The artist won Best Picture this year and has a lot of us scratching our heads. It's also the year the top four movies include the Twilight movie, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, another Transformers movie and another Harry Potter movie. So we weren't exactly breaking the mold when we were making movies, let alone the second hangover was released this year. Another fast five, another Kung Fu Panda, a a second cars. So um, another Mission Impossible movie, which is on my list. But the point being is, Chuck, the top 10 movies that were released, there was not one original movie 
that made the top 10 that made uh, in money. Can you believe that? 10 movies, none of them uh, were original. They were either a sequel or a redo like the Smurfs. Wow, it's kind of that, depressing, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I agree. If you think about it. Uh, and and a lot of these sequels, I don't know if anybody were clamoring to see like another Pirates of the Caribbean or another Transformers uh, mm-hmm. Dark of the Moon. I mean, it, no, that it, one's bad. Oh, no, it's the third one, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's the yeah, one shot. The a, last one was Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I, I I liked it enough. The second one was terrible. Uh, it's just it, it, unnecessary, terrible. just unnecessary. Well, that being said, let's talk about the good movies that were released in 2011. That Chuck, I like. This is top 10 that I liked. Yes. I can't uh, tell you they're all great because they're not. They're, well, they're good. They're good movies. I, I, I Look, if you like them, then they're good, right? That's how I, how, how I look at it. All right. 10 through 6. We did have a... Uh, a decent action movie come out that was pretty original. And I don't know if anybody's gone out and watched it. And that's Jake Gyllenhaal in Source Code, uh, where he's trying to thwart a, a bombing on a Chicago subway. That's a really good movie. Um, different kind of out there script, but it's my number ten. Number nine is uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. A very good. Uh, the it's good. One. Yeah, I agree. Second one's better, but this is a good entry and the and the first introduction to uh, Chris Evans in the Captain America role. That's my my number nine. Number eight. Uh, which was a critical darling in a very, very good movie, The Help, which starred Octavio Spencer and uh, Jessica really? Chastain. I, okay, okay. I love that movie. All I right. mean, anytime you make uh, Bryce Dallas Har- uh, you know, Howard eat a poop pie, you're in good shape there. That is a very good movie, and that's a number eight. Number seven, an underrated 9-11 movie that I enjoy. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture. Extremely loud and incredibly close. I really love this, the... Um, the uh, relationship between Sandra Bullock and her daughter and, this, and, and her son in this movie. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is in it as well. And Max von Sydow got nominated for an Oscar in a, in a mute role. But uh, I really like that movie. And especially we're we're approaching 20 years uh, of not coming towards 9-11. Now, this is actually a decent movie that you can watch and, and the family can watch, too, uh, and learn a little about the subject. It's tough to watch sometimes, but it's a very good movie. And my number uh, uh, six movie is Crazy Stupid Love, which is an underrated romantic comedy with Steve Carell and uh-huh. uh, Ryan Gosling. Very funny movie. A lot of heart in this movie, too. It also stars Emma Stone uh, and Juliana Moore. And, and it's uh, it's got some really good stuff in it. And it's really shows you the range of Steve Carell is not just a goofy, uh, funny guy. He actually can act in a serious romantic comedy. Um, so Source Code, Captain America, First Avenger, The Help, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, and Crazy Stupid Love. I think that's a good start, Chuck. I do. And I'm very different here on my list, uh, but a lot of good picks by you. Number 10, uh, I put the remake of Footloose because I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, it was I, good. I, I, I really liked it. it I mean, it's an enjoyable movie. Yep. Juliana Huff was appealing. Uh, the kids uh, who played the uh, bacon roll, uh, Kenny uh, Woodward, really never uh, uh, capitalized on the role. He's more of a dancer, but I liked him in. Um, Miles Teller was in the Chris Penn role. I thought he killed it. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, he was really good. Right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I liked it. Number and nine, Quaid I, I, was uh, John Lithgow. Yes, he was okay. I, mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, it was, I was done very well. Entertained by it. It could have been a disaster. It wasn't. It was good. As remakes go, is good. Yeah. All right. Number nine, I, I put Super Eight, JJ Abrams film. That's that coming up gave, on my list. Okay, gave, gave me the feeling of of, and it was a homage to Spielberg's Amblin mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it was entertaining. I liked it. Number eight, Steven Soderbergh's Contagion, about yeah, a almost virus. Almost made my list. Almost right? made my list. Yep. Good, uh, movie. good movie. Number number seven, uh, Limitless with Bradley Cooper, which they later made into a TV show. 
I thought it was very thought provoking, made me think a lot, and it was also entertaining. So I put that number six, uh, the movie Warrior. That's on my list as well, coming up and, too. And, so, and, yeah. and, and, and we'll talk about more when you get to your list, but uh, that was a damn good movie. So, uh, number 10, Footloose Remake, number nine, Super Eight, number eight, Contagion, number seven, Limitless, number six, Warrior. That's an interesting, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you you put a couple of those on there, too, uh, as you know, uh, especially the 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 footloose one. That's a good pick. I mean, there's I would definitely recommend. I'm a huge I'm a really big fan of the first one. But um, and Super 8 obviously is my number five, um, which is very, very, very Spielberg. And I think I remember calling you the night after. Why is it forgotten, Mike? Tell me. Um. I don't know. I really don't know. But it uh, is. It no major, is. No major stars. Um, Elle Fanning. I like her a lot. Yeah. Elle Fanning's good in it. And and uh, you got uh, what's his name's in it, who we both like as the dad. Uh, he's always good. Uh, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. It's got a great score by Michael Giacchino. And it's J.J. Yeah. Abrams. I mean, of all people, I mean, it's not like this is a forgettable director. This guy is. Let me I'm, ask I'm, you a question about J.J. Abrams. Now that we're into his career for, you know, quite some time. What do you think? I mean, uh, he's I, resurrected I, two, uh, two I, I franchises. I agree with that. You yeah. agree with that. I, I think there's a lot of mixed reaction to him. overall. Well, you no? could argue he's resurrected three franchises because yeah. he did the third Mission Impossible movie, too, which really kind of got which is that my going favorite. Again. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, I don't I like he, him a he lot. De- I, it, he did. De- listen, he definitely resurrected the Mission Impossible. Yes, franchise. he did. He so did. Between- hands down. Between that Star Trek and Star Wars, I mean, I don't know how you can argue that this guy doesn't have magic in his in his, uh, you know, I would think movie so. Making. And, and Super 8 it lends to and, that. And the, said, TV Lost, the TV show Lost, iconic. TV shows Lost and people love uh, 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 Alias, right? That was a good show yeah. as well. And uh, Felicity, yeah. he did that, too. So he's definitely got range. Um, but Super 8 also works as a like if you're a fan of Stranger Things, get your kids I, to watch this movie, too. It's the same thing, except it's an alien and the, all the characters. All the kids are really, really good in this film. My daughter loved this as well when we watched it together. This is a great movie. Super 8 is definitely one of the best of 2011. What's your number five? Uh, My number five is a genre movie that uh, sadly they're not making enough or they don't make anymore. And it's a comedy because it is hysterically funny. And that's Bridesmaids. I I think it's one of the best comedies made in last 25 years easily i mean laugh out loud yep. belly laugh bunny great cast melissa mccarthy in a in a star making turn it got her an oscar nomination as a matter of fact i too. mean you could argue borderline classic i would say yes i right? would say you know we were talking before we started is the, the you know how many iconic movies are you know that'll stand the test of time this is one that i would i put up there it's got all female cast Hysterical. Well, so here's a question. Why aren't they making comedies like this anymore? They're I not. Think, I think they are. I think they're just not mm. making good ones. They're not making good ones. There's Maybe. plenty of, 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 of okay. schlock comedy. Having said there. that, I don't think the studio is saying, hey, let's put some big money behind comedies because it's pulling in a mass audience. No, no, not right no. now. Not the right psychology's now, changed on comedy in Hollywood. It has, but this movie, let me tell you, this was a crowd-pleasing I agree. Uh, Oscar-nominating comedy, and that doesn't mm-hmm. happen a lot either. No. And Kristen Wiig is really, really good in this. I agree. Great chemistry with Maya Rudolph. Uh, some big, I mean, talk about big laughs. This is this has got as many big laughs as as, as any comedy, uh, including when Melissa McCarthy kidnaps all the little golden t- retrievers. And uh, just, she is so funny in this movie, Chuck. It's ridiculous. 
um, how good she is. And I'm glad she got an Oscar nominated. Uh, that was my number three. So we're going to skip her hat around a little bit and talk a little bit more about it. But again, right. you know, uh, it's not like all these people that are in this movie have gone on to, you know, keep making big move, big money at the movie theaters. Melissa McCarthy, maybe, but Christine she had a Wiig, nice run. She but... never cashed in Christine Wiig on, on this role. Maybe not, you know, not as big as she probably could have been very likable, always funny, always good. I cast her in any movie, but I don't know her bankability as far as uh, female Ghostbusters. What's that? Yeah, female Ghostbusters. That's a good example. I mean, that movie didn't make as much money as it wanted they, as they thought they were going to do. I like it. You don't. Of course you do. And you snuck. I'm on record. There. I really like that in there. Uh, my number four, Chuck, which just to jump ahead a little bit is a is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which has the maybe the best 30 minutes. And, of and all that's of my film. number four. That's my number four, too. Right. The best 30 minutes of all film in 2011 is when he's outside the building in, uh-huh. in uh, Dubai. And, and the franchise kept getting bigger and bigger. After oh, my God. Great, this movie's right? got some great stuff in it, too. It introduces Jeremy. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Renner. Renner in it, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's got some great stuff. Uh, and Ving Rhames always comes back to good villains, uh, great stunts. And this is what we learned to like about the Mission Impossible from this going forward is it's going to be big and bold. And the director of The Incredibles did this movie, right? The the bird, that Red guy, bird. He, Red yeah. Bird. And uh, this, this does not disappoint. I, I was mesmerized by. You know, this it's movie. interesting because we talked about this. I don't like the original Mission Impossible by Brian De Palma. I think it's I a do. Complete, you don't. I think right? it's a complete misfire. The second one is an interesting misfire, terrible movie, but a misfire. And then they completely got the train back on track. They changed the tone. J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams made it about the love of the TV That's, series. And, yeah. and, and you really got that. You know, the score was in it more. It was more fast paced. Um, they made him more likable because they brought in brought in a, a, a wife character. Um, mm-hmm. And it just started rolling. And this is the this is prime Mission Impossible. This movie goes protocol is prime in, in you know, wheelhouse uh, of all the series. And even the last one we both loved, which it came out a few years ago with the Alec Baldwin and, and Henry Chevelle as the bad guy. Yeah, that's a really, really, really good movie I that agree. never stops. All right. Bridesmaid was nine. Number three, you had Mission Impossible Four. what's your number three? Uh, the Descendants with George Clooney. Good movie. It was my Jane number Woodley. 11, actually, probably. Uh, good drama, good Clooney. Maybe his I best like her starring role too. You know, just him, right? Would you say maybe? Watch. His, yeah, maybe his best starring role is just George Clooney, the movie star, right? As an actor, uh, as an Oscar bait one, yeah, I'll agree yeah. with you. Um, Shailene Woodley was the, was uh, discovered yeah. in this movie too. I She's like really her. good as his, as a good daughter. setting, Hawaii. Set, tough, uh, tough setting though, with you know yeah. his wife and what, yeah, what, what it's about. Yeah. Um, but it really, really interesting movie, how it shows family dynamics and how it can go awry and how yeah. one person sometimes has to keep it all together for the whole family or it's right. bonkers. Reminds me of myself. But get ahead. Yeah, a little bit. All right. So that almost made my list. My number two was the other iconic movie, I think, that will stand the test of time. And it's a baseball movie and it's Moneyball. It's with, my um, number one. It's your number one. It's my number two. A very well made flick. And I great- think it's a very interesting concept. And and, and not only is it an interesting concept, it's a very is an accurate yeah. concept, a completely accurate because the game, and we're both big baseball fans, the game is completely turned into analytics, right? Completely. Absolutely. I mean, that is the game. I mean, uh, like it or not. Um, well, the Jonah Hill character is in every front office everywhere running the yes, show. And, 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 Brad, and listen, it, it might be, and Brad Pitt's had a tremendous career. Uh, this might be his best role role. 
as an actor, I think yeah. maybe. Yeah, I agree. It's such a it's a Billy Beanie. It's such a good character for him to fall into. And it's mixes in some great baseball too. that. You know, and his performance the, is, is great. Yeah. And, and, and it's and, very subtle. It's not like it's not over the nope. top. It's just he's nope. playing a real person he's and playing a real person. That's he, what he it nails is. a real person in this movie. And of and course, Hill is really good. Of course, you got some good, uh, you know, you got some other good performances, too, from uh, uh, what's his name is uh, is uh, one of the baseball players. Uh, Owen and from uh, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Why can't I think of his name uh, the, from Jurassic World? I'm John Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He's yeah, he's the big hero in the baseball game, too. I'm, geez, I just drew a blank. You got Philip Seymour Hoffman, who plays yeah. Art Howe better than and Art Howe played Art Howe. Yeah, and he, listen, we don't want enough said about a great actor. Yeah, absolutely. But, away. you know, but really this movie is about the dynamics of the workplace and how uh, one guy saw uh, another guy, Jonah Hill, saying this, this is the kind of person I want working for me, and we're going to change the culture of this building. And, and when you identify that kind of person, you can do amazing things. And to be a leader like uh, Brad Pitt was in this film, you know, when he's got all those old codgers telling him who he should be drafted and what he yeah. should be doing with a team. And he's like, and it, ma- and it makes you realize as a fan how unbelievably rare it is to be on a, a major league roster or any sport on that roster. How hard, how select it is. Uh, yeah, it's it, it it's is hard. true. It is true. And how the, the the business behind the scene, when you got to cut somebody or trade somebody and what that could mean yeah. um, and how they Moving handle the emotion that. of it. Yep, yeah, they handle it very well, and it's a very good baseball movie. Uh, yeah, and a, and a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two, your number one. What was your number two before we get to my number it, one? It, it was a movie we spoke about a few weeks ago, The Gray with Liam Neeson. Oh, you like that movie? Don't yeah, you? I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, it's a, a good lot. flick. It's a good flick. Um, uh, you know, Wolves Attack. I don't. Know, doesn't have the payoff maybe that you want it to, but it's I, I was on the edge of my seat the first viewing. The first viewing in that movie is the best viewing, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Frank Grillo's in that movie, too, by yes. the way. Frank Grillo's also in my number one that you mentioned earlier. My favorite movie of the year is Warrior. Chuck, I remember seeing the preview preview of this movie. It's like MMA. Did you see it in the, I didn't see it in the theater. I rented it on Blu-ray. I did, too. Uh, I remember seeing MMA. Come on, brothers. They don't they're going to fight. Well, what are we doing here? And then for some reason, two hours in, I'm total all in all bought into the to characters. Joel Edgerton and and, and Tom Hardy are fantastic. They are. And then Nick Nolte steals your heart away halfway yeah. through this movie. One of the and best things Nolte's done in, in, uh, in a long many, time, many right? years. And Frank Grillo is very good in this, too. I don't you know, bring his name. No, it's up, a really good movie. It's a, and it's got so much heart. And it's even if you're not an MMA fan, you're going to get into this. Um, how is the kids at school? I mean, everything works in this film, Chuck. It's a, it is a, to me, it was a modern day Rocky. And I really bought it all the way in. And it was my favorite movie. And I could I could watch it over and over and over again. And it still pays off. And, you know, a lot of talent there. You know, you got Joel L. Edgerton and Tom Hardy. Those are two of the better actors that we have going right now. You know, agree. All right, Chuck, uh, my 10 through one is source code. Captain America, the first Avenger, the help extremely loud and incredibly close. Crazy, stupid love. Super eight mission, impossible ghost protocol, bridesmaids, Moneyball, and warrior. Good list. Number 10 for me. The Footloose remake, number nine, Super 8. Number eight, Contagion. Number seven, Limitless with Bradley Cooper. Number six, Warrior. Number five, Bridesmaids. Number four, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Number three, The, uh, the Descendants. Number two, The Grey. And number one, Moneyball. It's better than I thought it would be, Mike. What uh, What number was the artist on your list? Wouldn't even be in my top 25. I'm not I, even I just, close. 
I don't. Uh, I I know. Um, I believe HBO Max added it recently. I yeah. am watching it. That's tough to put on at this. I mean, I remember shop. watching it one time. <laughs> it's a. T- it is tough. You know why? Because that four three boxing of the movie. <laughs> you know, I, I usually like uh, two three five scope movies played in my in my uh, ice cream parlor and smoothie shop. You know. But not, and I listen. Th- the fact that I won the Oscar for Best Picture and I, Best I, Director, I, by I, the way, I, 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 Best Director. So this is a trend oh, that we were already starting to see. Remember that we're ten years ago, but yeah. the woke was still, you know. Yeah, that's let's all it te- is. let's preach to you instead of telling you what the best movie really yeah, was. No, I mean, yeah, that movie will go down in time with Godfather Two and uh, Taxi Driver and uh, yeah, yeah, sure it will. Town. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and Moonlight. <laughs> By the way, Chuck, Woody Allen won an Oscar that year. You think they want to take that one back? Maybe he won an Oscar for Midnight in Paris. Uh, so, you know, when when you think you're so woke, maybe you're not as woke as you think you're maybe as, as woke you are. All right, Chuck. Great list so for both of us. It was a fun year and we'll do this again next week. Maybe we could do 79 so we can mention beyond the Beside adventure. No, maybe, maybe. Uh, Mike, it's always a pleasure to the audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.